Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Eat, Pray, Thought podcast. I am Savoy Jefferson. I am your head doctoress, aka the Undisputed Pussy Champion, aka the number one thought ally, aka Cardi B, Fat Bitch Bussy, aka a Bussy Star is Born, aka this is the Ascents of Le Bussy. Um, welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with Le Bussy the other day. I was so excited. <laughs> um, that's gonna change. I'm gonna change my name to that. Um, because currently it's Savoy Fat Bitch Bussy. Um, welcome to episode 206 entitled Moonlight. So, I essentially I entitled episode Moonlight because on Saturday my mother called me and she was asking me for movies that had came out in the last two years that she hadn't seen and that she felt like. She wanted to watch, a.k.a. she said, black movies because she don't watch anything else. And I suggested Moonlight and Step, which me and Amber both, we saw both of those together. Remember Step about the girls from Baltimore? Right? And we both thought Step was going to be bad. Um, We really did. We were both like, one of these films. We were like, oh, God. Wait, no, I, I, you know, no, 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 no. I didn't think Step was going to be bad, actually. Oh, I thought thought Step was going to be bad. Yeah, I was the one that told you about Step because I knew it was going to be a documentary. You know, I like that nerdy documentary shit. I just thought it was going to be like four people, white folks, helping out poor black kids. You know, I don't like movies like that. I know, but still, I just, that's what I thought. But, anyways, that's not the important because today's episode is called and everyone told us to stop doing rants. Um, Shout out to Edwin. Hey, boo. <laughs> so anyways, it was an untitled Moonlight. So that was on Saturday. And then also on Saturday, everybody kept tweeting photos of Trevante Rhodes from Moonlight. Mm. Um, mm, mm. Fine. Oh, child. The things I would let Trevante do to me. A seat. <laughs> At my bussy table. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Andre, too. Shout out to him. Um, I, I, he's a little different, but I like him. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that, Amber. Anyways, so that's why we entitled today's episode Moonlight. Um, one of my favorite films. And yeah, just amazing. If you haven't seen it, seen it. Go see it. Okay, so we're just going to jump right into it. Um, woo, child. Okay, once again, I don't know what's wrong with me. Anyways, <laughs> today's guest, Darnell, is Darnell L. Moore. Darnell, say hello. What's up? Get, put, 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 move the mic closer. To What's your, up, y'all? Thank you. Move the mic closer. Is that better? To, yes, that's okay. better. Mm-hmm. Don't be smiling like at me like that, Darnell, when you got the mic close to you. Listen, like I gotta get my sexy radio. Uh, voice. Come on, come on, come on, sexy radio. Voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't new to this. <laughs> you true to this? Good to know. Darnell is the author of No Ashes in the Fire: Coming of Age Black. Oh, coming of Age Black and Free in America, as well as the head of strategy and programs for Breakthrough U.S correct that's correct okay anything you would like any fun facts you would like to tell us about yourself darnell um let's see i'm from camden new jersey representing always from my hometown okay and um yeah that's it i live in bed-stuy that's important shout out shout out to bed-stuy yeah y'all had me i travel or just like traveling to connecticut to get here wow really that's how you feel (laughs) we travel too Mm -hmm. but you know what it's all love you also had us waiting two days so you know (laughs) you know what and i I was like you know what i they deserve listen i'm gonna get my and i i I even took a train i even take an uber or lyft oh look at you because that's love because y'all black and y'all beautiful oh you better compliment us amen no word no (laughs) i forgive nope even though I'm I don't forgive niggas, uh, <laughs> I don't forgive niggas. Anyways, um, <laughs> joking, joking. 
Um, okay, so we start the episode every time the same way. Bussy Pep Talks, which is one reason why we're proud of ourselves or we love ourselves for the week. Um, would you like to start first or would you like me to start first? Oh, wow. You go first. Okay, so I would like to, I guess I'm proud of myself because I went on a date on Saturday, um, which I had, you know. And I, I hear it's about to be a second date, too. Wow, really? Wow, really? You felt the need to tell people about Sorry. my second date? Um, <laughs> wow, Darnell, this is what you do? I mean, uh, I'm anyway. used to hosting, not being interviewed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> All right. Um... Uh, <laughs> Get the girls together. <laughs> Anyways, I had a nice date. I had not been dating since August. Wow. I decided I was going to go because the young man asked me. Shout out to him and he planned the date. I realized that I've dated a lot of trash ass men because I was really <laughs> impressed by the fact that a man not only in asked me on a date, but also planned a date wow. without any type of help from me. Um, shout out to him. Big ups. Right? Um, and he's cute. So, mm. yeah. Okay. And then Darnell also brought guests with him. We have a stu- live studio audience. <laughs> Shout out to Daniel. Y'all might remember Daniel from um, episode, what episode? What was episode 2018? Anyways, No Boys Allowed. And then there's Emilio who, who y'all can't hear them or see them. But anyways, <laughs> they are studio audience for the day. Um, okay, Darnell. Hey. Bussy Pep Talks. Uh, I'm proud of myself. Oh, well, so I was I had an incident that occurred early this week where um, for, for the first time in a long time, um, I, I was in, in a store and a dude called me a faggot wow. and threatened to punch me in my face. For what? And well, he was he was intoxicated. He okay. asked me for money. Um, and I guess somehow he decided to sort of get angry at me instead of the other people in the spot. But I'm proud of myself for not whooping his ass. Like, I just, like, it wasn't even, I didn't feel angry. I just looked at him and I was like, no, you won't. He's like, you're right. <laughs> okay. Um, but here's the thing. I saw him again. Um, Daniel was actually with me. I saw him a few days after that. And he was, again, intoxicated, asking for people for money. He was in a different store. And I decided to buy his dinner. Um, and I'm not, like, giving myself any kudos for that. But what I'm going to do when I okay. see that ass again Mm-hmm. I'm like you know the faggot brought you dinner and I'm gonna remind him that's it so proud of myself for that I love works <laughs> good deeds infused with elements with of shit. petty right. the petty was the, really good the petty the pe- good deeds infused with acts of pettiness a word a blessing bless the brother though bless him <laughs> alright so we're gonna start with eat as we always do um, are you ready yes is, is your pussy ready or you're just whatever you you want to be ready, or both. Is is I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're just gonna jump right into it. Um, you talk a lot about your your birth town or your yeah. hometown of Camden. What's your favorite restaurant there? Oh, okay. So there is. Damn it! What is my favorite restaurant there? I've not even. I've not not thought about that before um Duncan's Donkeys is the name of it yeah they sell like so you know where I come from cheesesteaks is a thing y'all know anything about like real cheesesteaks like Philly yeah. cheesesteaks okay so they make the best cheese cheesesteaks ever okay yeah, it's super super good even though it's not Philly so I don't don't well you know it's it's really okay. we call them Philly cheesesteaks but it's the South Jersey sort of Philly area okay really. super good okay 
So not da- like this da- in New York cheese da- steaks where they like taking cube steaks and cutting them up and putting green onions in that. We don't we don't eat that. <laughs> what do y'all eat? like? So so what is a proper cheese steak? A proper cheese steak is typically on a on a sub roll like a hero roll. Mm-hmm. It is not like somebody's taking like a T bone and cutting that shit up and then putting some thick ass pieces of steak on a. It's actually like lean steak, cut, um, salt and pepper. American white American cheese. Y'all know anything about that? White American cheese. Well, don't be talking to us. Like, I'm just saying. I gotta school like, people. Like, like, we some bougie bitches. No. I am though. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm so tired of these non Philly Philly cheese sticks. Like, mm-hmm. get out of here. And you get like, um, you know, salt, pepper, ketchup, mayo, mm-hmm. sautéed onions. It's so good. It is mm-hmm. so good. So yeah, they make the best. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm laying off a of red meat. It doesn't work well with my stomach. I can't. <laughs> Why am <laughs> they sell they sell chicken cheese steaks too? No, that just don't make sense. It doesn't. Mm-mm. I mean, if we in Camden, we getting a cheese steak. Who care about your? Uh, no, yeah, let me tell you something. If, if, if he was in Camden and he saw what that shit tastes like, mm-hmm. he will be fucking. I don't think exactly. I, no shade. No, yes, I, you would. No shade. I don't All think right. I'm going to be in Camden for come, any reason. Come down. That's like no. That's not shady. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just. Excuse, I don't foresee let's, myself. Let's pause the podcast. Ah, I'm not saying it like that. I'm just simply saying there are places where I see myself. Camden is not one. I don't even go. I'm I literally don't go to Jersey, and I've been in New York for like almost ten years. Like the only time I went was That's sad for you. Is it? <laughs> you got to come. Vi- you know what? I'll there. I'll give you a reason to come visit. Okay. When I host something in Jersey, you okay? I and I will be there. Work with a thong on. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't know what else to bring. Um... <laughs> All right. So your memoir, No Ashes in the Fire, um, is deeply transparent and vulnerable. This is a question. You can tell when Amber writes a question because she get real English major on me. Um, it's deeply transparent and vulnerable. What food um, covered you while writing the memoir? Oh, gosh. I was writing um, a big chunk of it when I was in the South. I was in Atlanta. Okay. Um, so I actually, I don't, I don't really cook a lot when I'm in New York. Um, one because I feel like you know we just don't have a lot of time. But when I was there, I rented a home, and I cooked a lot. So I was eating like a lot of vegetables. Like I actually made meals, like official, like sit down meals, protein, a green. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Come on, you better be out here cooking. I can cook. Like yes. I can cook. I can What's cook your favorite meal to cook? I love pastas, seafood, and cheese. So anything like Alfredo sauce, fettuccine. Um, shrimp or lobster i can kill it i can kill it okay look at you you can do many things (laughs) a renaissance man amen um i just talked to niggas um what food reminds you (laughs) i'm sorry um what's your weirdest food quirk actually oh so i don't like my savories mixed with sweets if i have a plate of food say i have like um, sweet potatoes or yams next to something like collard greens. Mm-hmm. If they mix, I can't eat it. It's disgusting. I can't. Or like, if I have mashed potatoes on a plate, mm-hmm. and then I don't know, like cranberry some sauce. Su- dead. <laughs> Pray, throw the plate away. All right. <laughs> I just don't like anything that's like jelloy. Mm. 
but so surprisingly i like to swallow things but anyways i was about to get into that real quick i was about to ask you some questions i had questions you had (laughs) i I know that you normally hosting but i don't worry i take care of that i took care of that for you um (laughs) complete the sentence the following food will be served at my wedding reception Mm. oh let's see i do like caviar i do so really good caviar a real bougie girl <laughs> oh shit mm. real bougie come on <laughs> no I do like I think caviar is really good I, I would do that but I would do oh I've had caviar on um, what do you call this shit the eggs what do you doubled eggs okay which is, is which sort really of met, which mouths like you know like my black sort of the appeal for southern foods and like our black food with like fucking caviar but I would have that to start um I would definitely have lots of seafood. I would have a seafood bar. Okay. Um, sauteed shrimp, sauteed lobster. Um, I would have shit and I had like all that. Um, oh, and I would can have. Can I just get an invite to the, to the reception? <laughs> right. Well, I was see- there when he said to start. <laughs> <laughs> a word. I was like, oh, we getting appetizers. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would have that. I would have, um, you know, like a, a sort of bar for vegetables um and a dessert bar it would be very simple but very classy okay actually i don't want a wedding like in a church i just want like a dinner party which is why like my shit's gonna be it's gonna be so lit okay food that's the seafood will be on top of ice sculpt ice sculptures it's gonna be everything i'm sneaking in <laughs> amber you gonna be my i gotta find somebody oh, okay first, plus one damn <laughs> Well, I mean, damn, Darnell's like, yeah, you're not getting invited. <laughs> <laughs> mimosa or Bellini? Um, mm, depends. So, mimosa, you know, is a good Sunday brunch drink. I like Bellinis if I'm on a date. Um, okay, it's just a little different. You know, you, you know order you Bellinis to, on dates. Well, well, you know what I mean. You go to these damn brunches in like New York, and you know they give you all this, all you can drink mimosas. That's not that shit is disgusting. They just take, they don't have put any love into making it. At least with Bellini, you got to actually go. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know y'all been to them damn brunches. I, I and mean, they got, I, like, I big usually pictures, have a headache after those. Right, yeah. big pictures of like mimosa in the back that they ain't put no love in. Bellini, at least, if it, you go to the right place, they got to actually you know measure shit. Okay, all right. <laughs> last question have you ever added food in your sex life if so what what have they been um hmm if not would you why or why not i mean i've used whipped cream okay um regular whipped cream or chocolate whipped cream regular whipped cream chocolate I, whipped cream is better i just feel like that's too sticky. like i don't mm. Just the, yeah. So where did you put the whipped cream? Now see why you got you just asked you no. I'm just asking. No, you only no, had to add that second point. I'm just asking where did you put the whipped cream? I don't recall. Okay, come on, you don't recall. <laughs> it was dark. It was everywhere. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Come on, everywhere, Ooh. just like the cum. Um, all right, so this we're done. Too much for me already. <laughs> um. So okay. So we're done. We eat. We go go straight into pray. We start. Yes, pray. we need prayer after that. <laughs> Do we? Do we? Prayer. No, Same we ain't even in the thigh section. Come on, Amber. Each of yo yo. What, what did you get? A patty. That thing looked good. What type of patty is that? I turned my mic down so the listeners didn't hear me. <laughs> but it's a beef patty. Mm. It's excellent. Mm. Shout out to Ty. Eat. I've been very mean to him lately, but he's 
Just such a sweetheart. Shout out to Ty. Ty's our engineer slash host slash everything. Amazing. Amen. Okay, so we start praying the same way every time. What is your passion? Well, so I and, and it sounds. I guess this can sound. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think it sounds super corny, but it can just sound sort of trite. But like, we like corny. I just care about um, creating conditions in our communities for people to be good. Okay. Um, as simple as that. Like I, I want people who exist on, like I say, the edges of the margins to be good, um, to be able to eat, uh, to be able to wake up and not fear um, that life is going to be snatched for them, um, to experience love and laughter, um, to be able to look in the mirror and love the fuck out of the reflection that they see. Um, those okay. are things that are super basic and <laughs> and why did no it's, it sounds super basic but these are things that people contend with every day yeah like in real ways and um these are things that are withheld without from people um that's it that's my path and I, I use whatever access points i have whatever skills and gifts i have to make that possible whether that's a writing media making um whether that's teaching in classrooms or on the streets whether it's being in organizing communities whatever i do is to the end of ensuring that my people black folk in this space um can can be good okay come on that was and you was passionate when you said it yeah <laughs> no, i was like yes come right, on right this is how darnell began in them draws probably I, oh lord he, he'd be real passionate and <laughs> he'd be like oh, oh yes yeah. talk more about uh, this yeah, blackness yes, yes, yes come on yes daddy talk about that blackness yes i want to be good too <laughs> <laughs> i can't stand you <laughs> I'm dead off of yes, daddy. I want to be good too. Amber's ignorant. <laughs> um, walk us through your decision process before writing a memoir. Like, how did you decide this was a story I wanted to tell? Um, I didn't want to write a memoir. I wanted to write a more, um, a more theoretical book, a book of like cultural criticism, a historical mm -hmm. like analysis. Partly because I wasn't ready to put my own heart and experiences on the page, and I didn't actually feel like I had a story to tell. And I think that's a lot of uh, for for many of us, particularly Black people, we often feel that way. Like, what the what the fuck did I do to be writing a memoir? Why would people mm -hmm. want to hear my story? But what was in, what was important for me is that why people were what I wanted to do was write a book about the lives mm -hmm. of LGBTQ people of um, Black kids and kids of color. That's what I wanted to do. But people read, would read my um, sample chapters and be like, you know, what's really sticking out to us are your personal stories. Hmm. Um, that's what's getting at our heart. Uh, and that is what can change people's minds. So this book really was um, a way of me loving on my young self, the self that did not love himself because of all that society had taught him to believe. Um, all of the ways I was socialized to sort of hate my blackness um my my queerness mm -hmm. um and it was also me writing to younger folk who needed an opportunity for somebody to come along to tell them that they have every fucking right to be here mm -hmm. um to be free in their skin to love themselves so that they ain't have to waste two decades like i did trying not to be here so i wrote it for them uh and that's that that was sort of the what was undergirding it okay I just wanted black people to be proud. That's it. That was my main, like, I'm like, I want black people to be proud. I want young folk to be able to pick this up and go, you know what? 
I'm good. I'm supposed to be here. Um, I love me. And those the other things have come like as a result of the book that's gotten a lot of um, positive responses. Mm-hmm. It's just like icing on the cake. Okay. All right. All right. So kind of tying in somewhat into that, what does the word grace mean to you and how have you given to yourself throughout adulthood? Wow. <clears throat> grace. We, I told you we ask good questions here. You do. Um, grace to me. And I, I make a differentiation. I differentiate between what I call cheap grace and costly grace. Mm. Um, I think cheap grace. So there's just regular caviar. That's the, that's the regular. <laughs> look, there's that regular grace that you buy at the corner store and then that grace that you get only at select places okay um and that regular grace is the shit that we love to talk about in american context you know we love to use empty terms like grace and justice and love in a country that does not practice what it preaches um so you know what i mean y'all know what i mean so like i believe that grace is costly um the type of un the type of unrequited love are are favor or our mercy that's offered to somebody that means i'm giving it to you despite the fact that you don't necessarily deserve it um is grace that costs something and what it cost is um for the person who receives grace it means you got to be ready to be accountable to some shit that the grace is offered to you as a as an opportunity for you to change um as an opportunity to make amend not just given so you can be forgiven and never um do anything about the wrong don't you see this is what i mean about america right like america wants to wants black people for example to just, Did you offer- just do this is the america dance <laughs> no i didn't but i was dancing while he was talking no this is shit is real it's <laughs> real as fuck and i'm like this is i'm sorry okay i'm really <laughs> this is some shit i'd probably be telling like subway or like regular and i'm like no but this it's is serious a good <laughs> like no because like you think about this america requires of black people cheap grace it wants mm-hmm. us to just forgive it for all of its histories of atrocities mm-hmm. just because you know just be fuck that no 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 grace when it's given requires you to change um so in my intimate life in my in my life um the way i extend grace to myself is yes i acknowledge that i've I've done some fucked up shit too um and i i forgive myself but i also hold myself accountable to not doing the fucked up shit anymore that's it oh child so Darnell was like, I'm just preaching this this evening. I appreciate how, you. We're on pray. Like this yeah, is the prayer come section. Come I'm on. Like, Hallelujah. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I haven't been to church in a long time, so <laughs> Me either. So I'm like, Hallelujah. Actually, wait, no, I did I went to church when I did the the um the cover. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, well, okay. the the cover to the podcast. I'm in front oh, of the yeah, man. Because I thought you were talking about some other type of cover. You know, you know what? (laughs) I mean, that's what it looked like on the cover. That y'all about to go under with tangents, (laughs) (laughs) tangents. Um, in the book, once again, you talk about the process of forgiving as well as looking at at your father as like a whole person after his death. What was that process like for you? Hard. It was very hard. My father passed away while I was writing. Mm-hmm. and um, we had a fraught relationship mm-hmm. um, and um, I, so a couple things one I would always say that I 
never imagined myself eulogizing him because I'm like his only son, the oldest. And there was this idea, at least in my head, that I thought that people were going to expect me to eulogize him when he passed. He passed very young. He's 55. Mm-hmm. And um, when he when he was on his di- on his deathbed, I really had to confront all of the anger and hatred that I had maintained um, for him for a long time. <laughs> and interestingly enough, on his deathbed, my sisters and I, we surrounded the bed and I said, I grabbed our hands and I said to him, you know, like, I know that you're probably, he was unconscious. Mm-hmm. I know that your spirit is like still lingering around pretty much um, because you feel guilty and you're heavy. And I said, like, I want you to let go of the weights, let him go. I forgive you and fly. And he, he transitioned. Um, that moment for me was remarkable. My mom, who was the direct like beneficiary of the violence that he inflicted, she mm-hmm. beat he beat her a lot and, and harmed her. He also loved her too. He loved me too. Um, said to me when it was it's time, hard sometimes to separate the two. It's hard, you know. But when she said, you know, I, I remember, I just didn't just see the sort of monstrous sides of him. I saw also the goodness. She's been friends with him since they were kids, thirteen, mm-hmm. fourteen. Earlier than that, they had me at fifteen and sixteen, right? Um, so she known for for all his life. She's like, you know, he he fed me when I didn't eat. When somebody tried to sexually assault her, he got beat up trying to protect her, and it helped me to think more fully about our humanity mm-hmm. and the complexity of our humanity. And it made me realize how it was so easy to lift him up as like the sort of the the sort of typical the this idea of an archetype of a monster in my life because it made me be good looking in the mirror when I saw myself. Like, as long as I wasn't that nigga, mm-hmm. as long as I'm not out here beating girls and fucking up and going to jail, I'm better. When, in fact, I am the same thing. I am of him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't do the same. I didn't make the same type of errors, but I've certainly had my shit. And his death forced me to look in the mirror and realize that I needed to confront um, the monstrosities in myself um, as much as I was willing to hold him to that. And that's changed actually the way I think about grace. Um, so in a moment like right now with a Me Too movement, with so many accusations of people doing wrong, how do we create space for people to be seen as complex human beings who sometimes do fucked up shit for whom carceral or punishment practices are not always um, the things that we ought to go to, you know, I'd say like jails didn't save my dad. They didn't change his behavior. Mm-hmm. He went to jail forever and came back and did the same shit. So how should we be thinking about grace and restorative justice, um, accountability in a moment when punishment is the only tool we know? We don't know anything else. Yeah. Um, and we need to be thinking about other tools. Right. So I don't know. I mean, Interesting enough, when after a, a person that read the book wrote me this letter, found my, I don't know how she found my address online, but she did. <laughs> One of your exes put it on there. Listen, and she sent me like a 21-page letter, Damn. and it was pretty much telling me that my work with my dad, I thought it ended when he died, but it has only just begun. Um, and I believe that to be true. I feel like in the sp- his spirit mm-hmm. is present with me and we're like closer than ever. And it's teaching me a lot about what it means to be um, a human being. Um, so kudos to him. I dedicated the book to the man that I couldn't stand for the longest time. So that tells you something about how it transformed me. Okay. 
So um, talking about like the Me Too movement and like restorative justice and some of those tools like, you know, for women who have been sexually assaulted mm-hmm. um, and then seeing like their, the people, their assailants basically yeah. like doing well, living life. Like what are some tools that you think would be a better way rather than just like imprisoning someone? So I want to be clear um and make a couple of, uh, of points. So particularly with regards to black girls and women, they are most likely and often sexually assaulted by people that look like them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just yeah. facts. And that's the case because, you know, you're, you're most likely going to be sexually assaulted by people you're in community with. Um, so that is to say, um, when it comes to black men and with within black communities, there's this idea that we do all we can to like protect black men in a system that we understand already to be racist and ready at the ready to, to take black men quote unquote down, which is why I think so many people go out of their way to stand up for somebody like Bill Cosby and R Kelly. Cause that first response is, you know, this is just neo lynching 2.0. Um, when in fact we know so many of so many R. Kelly's and Bill Cosby's in our families, mm-hmm. in our communities, mm-hmm. who are not just sexually um, um, assaulting the girls and women in our family, but boys too. Um, but we Talk go out it. of our way to fucking protect them, as opposed to again offering a costly grace that requires them to fucking transform and stop being violent. Um, now, at the same time, given that we we are in a in a country where our only means of thinking about transformation, and it's not even transformation. When we think about jails, that's about um, punishment. That's not about yeah. rehabilitation or transformation, which is why it cannot be the only end, right? I, for one, know that jails and prisons are the monsters eating the black community up. So I don't think it, I don't fuck with them like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking, well, what can we do to put in place? So, for instance, when my dad was abusing my mother, I kept thinking if I if I had other opportunities or other tools, like say I had a safe number that I could call in my community, a number where someone said to me, some adult, whenever your dad starts aggressing, I want you to get on the phone and call this number five four one seven four four two. Just say help. What would it look like if seven community members, neighbors, just came to the house, surrounded my mom, the victim, and says, one, we're going to make sure she's safe. We're not going to call the police yet. But two, we want to make sure that she's safe. And we gonna let, let's check in with you. Like, what, what's going on with you right now? Let's take a walk. You're going to be out of the house for about two days. You can go stay at person X's house. Figure out what's going on. See, what I'm going through right now is like some shit that we have yet to even imagine Mm-hmm. happening because one we don't imagine it um and we don't practice it so we only called the police because that's the only tool that we had available to us mm-hmm. and so what i'm trying to give is an example that we need space to also imagine what tools are necessary for these brothers and women all these folk out here that are assaulting people sexually they need mental health counseling some of them, some of them uh, you know somebody like i, I mean i don't know what, what with r kelly you know who is resistant fucking resistant to owning any sense of accountability. I mean, out here, like, writing fucking songs. The Pied Piper. AJ number but a number. You know what I mean? And, I mean, even to this day, he's oh, writing songs trying to... AJ number number. He wrote the most recent song is is, is a, an, like a rape apologist song for the mm-hmm. most part. It was like, I tried or now I'm that's sorry. Now, that's, that's on some other level shit where, like, I see why something like 
imprisonment <laughs> is the possibility. Yeah. Um, but then I'm thinking about those folk who are like, damn, I fucked up and I need help. Um, what do we do? I, I think mental health counseling, I think the type of supports, communal supports that are non-Western, um, healing traditions um, could be super helpful. So, so much of those things I think are necessary. But first and foremost, foremost, I'm always thinking about the safety of the person who has been victimized first and making sure that they have what they need to be um, lifted up. Okay. This is real, real deep. Um, I like it. I'm into deep say, shit. I, just, I didn't say I'm it. like, yes, come on, Darnell. <laughs> and this, and then Talk this is to why. Us about and this is why you're, you're the motherfucker that's t- t- <laughs> This is you're the motherfucker that Darnell's fucking. Oh lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. I'm just saying, Darnell. Like you're passionate, so people, types, you know, yeah. people respond to passion. Mm-hmm. I like Darnell types. Yeah. <laughs> Holla. <laughs> Hey, I was hi. about to say something um, <laughs> about Amber, but I was gonna—I'm gonna move forward. What were you about to say? Just say it. You gotta say I, I, it now. I want to hear it. I, ah! hear it. I was gonna say they actually need to be a little more uglier. <laughs> oh my god! First, okay. First of all, that is not true. That is Wait not a minute, true. But I don't have any more tea in my cup, so that's just. <laughs> first of all, that is not true. I thought you were gonna say they have to be lighter. I thought that's. What I was you were gonna, gonna say. say that too, but then I didn't want to put your business down in the street. But like you said that. uglier. You like well, Darnell's not ugly, but you know what I mean. Oh, meant. thank you. Oh no, my gosh. My I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show you pictures of my my exes. They're not ugly. They they no, might be like. No, no, I'm not saying. Oh, but then some of the, the motherfuckers that you tell me you like <laughs> that are famous though, Amber. That one motherfucker you showed me was ugly. Zach Fox is amazing. Okay. shout out to him. I love you. That was. I don't think it was Zach Fox. <laughs> yes, it was, it was. Was it Zach Fox? It was Zach Fox. Okay, shout out. Shout out. Hi. Sorry, Zach. Hi, Zach. The picture she showed me, you didn't look good. You're beautiful. Uh, oh my god. Come on. Come I on. You're you. beautiful. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> How much do you think, like, your early ideas, because you talk about this in the book, too. Mm. How much do you think your early ideas of masculinity shaped your initial experiences as a queer man? Everything. You know, I I, I was only attracted to a certain type of dude growing up. And that's because I was social, you know. We're Did you like trade? I don't know if I'll call it trade. I knew that. Because trade, trade is not, I learned trade later. Okay. After I was out, you know, out on the streets a little Cause bit. Because you know in New Orleans they call everything trade. Yeah, but trade, I love the trade types. Okay. Right, which is really a way of saying I love the dudes that I could walk down the street with, and we not be clocked. Like they would think that this was like my homie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, a sort of survival mechanism, but I was also really femphobic. Like, you know, you you. I was taught to believe, and 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 sort of, and I don't like to say that this was a preference. You don't just mm-hmm. wake up and be like, I just don't like fem dudes. No, you're taught. Um, that femme and just femme energy period is to be derided and disregarded and hated um, so much so that we like kill the femme energy in ourselves and mm. I got exactly what I speaking of prey like the first my first boyfriend I saw him at a football game and I swear I and I was a holy roller too back in the day and I was like God that's my I need that to be my boyfriend that's so stupid, but it's true. And I prayed, and he was sharp too, very fly, like just walking around. And I was just like, damn, everything, you know, r- rough, know how to fight and all that shit. I got exactly what the fuck I asked for. I prayed, and he was like the devil's son. Oh my God. Oh my God. He's the worst thing. Oh, child, praying. So. Praying all that to niggas. say, like, I actually got the 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 sort of representative 
mm-hmm. boyfriend that I was attracted to and learned through that that not fucking everything you're taught to believe is true or everything you're attracted to is right. Um, you know, violence, all that bullshit. And, and I don't fault him for it because I was also in that mindset then. And I also realized that I let, I disallowed so many beautiful people from being in my life um, simply off of the bullshit of like the the type of clothes they wore, mm-hmm. the way that they moved and walked down the street, which was really me saying, I hate everything about you that I can dare not look at in myself. Mm-hmm. That was it. Um, but shit changed. I'm good now. I'm, okay. Better, just, not good, but better. Better, okay. So you still like somewhat? You still like a little trade? No, I like <laughs> energy. <laughs> I mean, they can be traded. They got good energy, cool. But like, if not, you know, I, mean, I just let go trade recently. So it's not I mean, I dated women who were tops. Now you ain't even ready for that conversation. Wait, I actually am. Re- like, we're, ah, we're gonna ah, save ah, it. Ah. We're gonna save it. But that's important. Well, yeah. We really do. So I, I'm attracted to, it is what I'm trying to say. I'm attracted to the energy that is mm-hmm. like, the girlfriends that I had were very like, they were tops. They were dominant. They were Tiana Taylor. Very much so. <laughs> That's what I love her. I love you. You do t- love a Tiana Taylor. Boy, you know I love a Tiana Taylor. <laughs> Woo, child. I would let Taylor. Tiana fuck me with the strap. Just, <laughs> just hardcore. Just like, I feel like Tiana would grab me by the back of the neck too and be like, yeah, you like this, don't you? And I'd be like, yes, daddy. Um, <laughs> she anyway, would love that. Right? Right? Um, she recently said she was a bottom though. Did she? Yeah. She a lie. I met Tiana. She ain't no fucking bottom. <laughs> I won't allow her as a bottomist. <laughs> you don't love Bucky Bucky Club? No, no, no. Okay. Um, two more questions. Um, who are the queer authors, past and present, mm. that um that you feel like Black queer people should read and why? Oh my gosh, Essex Hemphill, for sure. Who so say that again? Essex Hemphill is a was a black um, gay poet um, thinker who passed away. Um, his book Ceremonies, I think, is should be required reading for everyone, not just black queer folk, but as part of sort of the African-American canon. Um, Audre Lorde Zami is a coming-of-age book that everybody should read. It's beautiful. Audre Lorde is a, described herself as a black lesbian mother poet, who was from New York um, and has received so much attention for a lot of her poetry, but her mm-hmm. autobiography was actually really amazing. Um, hmm. June Jordan from Bed-Stuy uh, was... Do or die. Do or die Bed-Stuy uh, was a black uh, lesbian, queer woman and poet and architectural sort of philosopher. I mean, she did so much uh, and like black feminist whose work is pretty amazing mm. who else other countries was a, a it was a collective of black queer writers from new york in the 90s who published anthologies i um, heard about that that one and so i'm um, you know and these are their their books are are vast and just amazing um including folk like asado sant um Colin Robinson um wow Joseph Beam from Philadelphia who passed way too early a lot of these people passed way too early 
he died, I think, uh, before he was 40 as well. This, uh, that, that quote that you people say all the time, like, black men loving black men is a revolutionary act, comes from Joseph Beam's words. He wrote Brother to Brother, an anthology. Um, kudos to him. Um, those are folk that come to mind right away. Okay. That's a good list. That's cute. I hope y'all were taking notes. (laughs) Come on, notes. (laughs) So when it's all said and done, last pray question. When it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? Or Um, what what do you hope your legacy is? Hmm. I I hope that people will remember that I lived the shit that I talked and preached about. Like somebody will be like, you know what? He just didn't talk about that Mm -hmm. black love shit, but like he actually loved me. He loved us. He made sure I ate. Um, you know, he let me stay at his house. Um, that's more important to me than awards because you can have all of... This is why I get really crazy when people read my bio. Like, you can have all of that shit, but you can be a complete fucking ass, super mean, have all the awards, and none of it would mean shit. I want people to remember, like, yo, he really did try his best to live in in the way that, you know, he tried to live the words that he wrote. Okay. All right. All right. So we done with the And uh, he was sharp too while doing it. He was real nice. He looked real ah, nice. Ah. I, I didn't mm-hmm. want to He was that. real beaut. <laughs> he was <laughs> real beaut. <laughs> real put together. Okay, so we're just gonna go into the thought section now. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Don't you kinda rolled your eyes a little bit. I'm ready. No, I'm, well, I wrote a fucking book. I ain't afraid. I'll okay. just say everything. You know, come on, come I'm on. You're not book. afraid. I'm not afraid either. Um, you are 42, correct? Yes. Okay. When's your birthday? What's January your 24th. What was that make I'm you? an Aquarius. Oh, okay. The best sign. Mm. I like Aquarians. <laughs> I Y'all are know. petty, though. Oops. As well, a, we kind of, yeah. We no, kinda. like, as a... And they're, like, quietly evil, I feel like, too. No, not quietly evil. We're just, qui- we're quietly petty. I don't know if we're no. quietly evil. Yeah, petty, I would evil say sometimes. petty. They're, okay. like, like, actual Like, I will buy you... Evil dinner at the Chinese store and remind you that I, that the mm-hmm. faggot brought you dinner. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so... You know that dinner you fucked up? That was faggot food right there. I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, all right. So, since you are 42, what what would you say? What is what is dating like in your 40s? Oh my god! I actually are you don't. are you currently single? Are you currently are you currently no, single? I date. Yeah, I am. Okay, I am, but by choice. Yes. Um, I so I didn't really have 20s. Like you know, some people like get to experiment in their 20s. All of my 20s was spent in long term relationships. I mean, the longest of which was seven years. Okay, and it was hard. It was mostly horrible. Mm. Um, and then my all of my 30s was sort of spent in and out of shorter term relationships um and i for, so for me I, I i give my all to a thing okay and what i discovered is that i was not really good at balancing <laughs> a relationship and the type of self-love that i needed to one rebuild myself after being in relationships that ate away at my um my self-esteem um and I allowed that um, relationships that, that essentially fucked me up, okay. pretty much. So instead of like taking time to heal, I started jumping from relationship to relationship to relationship to relationship. And before I knew it, I was like, "Okay, I see why the patterns are repeating. Mm. Um, it doesn't matter who's in the bed. 
a lot of the sort of energy is still the same because I've yet to really do it myself. So when I finally was able to like stay in my bed alone without needing a motherfucker in it, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit done changed. Because I always felt like I needed somebody in my bed. I needed an arm, a leg, even if that leg and that arm came out the garbage. And um, that's because I knew I had a hole in myself that I was looking to fill with people. Like I was looking to fill, put people in my bed. That shit wasn't fulfilling to me. When I found my purpose and came, became really clear about what I had been brought here on earth to do, it's like so much of that hole begins to sort of close. Mm-hmm. And I had less time for um, just the bullshit and just randoms. Like, you know, it. I, I was telling somebody, I got quite surprised. I'm, I'm, I had a lot of sex. I, I started having sex very early mm-hmm. against my will. Um, so I was introduced very early. That's why I'm not afraid to talk about it. I'm like, I, was, I started having sex like eight, you know? Mm-hmm. So for somebody who was like, sexually active from a child all the way up to your mid-30s to have year like go a year without having sex Mm -hmm. and not even know you're missing it that's some growth so now when i'm like growth (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know i'm not like some moralist i'm not talking about like you know i mean you wouldn't be on this podcast if you were no because you know like i actually went through like five four or five months of a book tour and like no hookups no like come back to my room even you know none of that like because i'm actually like Fine, but it took me when I'm I'm 42. Like it took so me a long us that time. So you were people trying to throw their pussy at you. Girl? <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. Oh, okay. Anyways, they were. Um, but keep going. <laughs> like the gays love, love the gays love an educated an educated black man. Come on, you were getting it. It's all fine. It's all right. It's living your truth. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you. And he was on the New York Times. They was like, Mama. Uh, <laughs> ooh, child. Um, that, the, them garbage hands and legs that spoke to me. Um, yeah, I had a lot of garbage in my bag, too. Mm, I just, Anyways, no, what you was about to say? I mean, like, I just rather, I'd rather watch my Vista. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, and wake up without the sort of, and it isn't just like peop, people's beds. You still watching Vista, though? Our Tumblr, either one. Oh, okay. So since we're going, Twitter porn stars, <laughs> I can suggest. So if we're going to no. talk about porn, <laughs> you have to tell us. Okay, what is like your weirdest like porn category oh, that you look at? Oh my god. Oh. Okay. I don't think I have a weird. Ooh. Now I'm thinking like, do I have a weird? Porn? I don't know I if it's a, weird. I, got a um, I, don't I don't know if, if it's, mine's weird, but I don't know if I have a weird one because I don't. What's weird, right? Like, yeah, or what's your like the one that no one would be like, oh my god, mm, I can't mm, that they would be surprised by. Well, I don't want to call it weird, but maybe different, I, different, yes, out different. of the norm. Um, I like. Uh oh, are you wait, pulling wait. it up? No, uh, no, no. Because I'm thinking, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm trying to. You know, I like porn, um, with like trans dominant men. Mm-hmm. dominant trans man okay which is sort of sexy to me okay um yeah that's definitely not weird yeah it isn't so that's why i'm like i don't that's probably of like i mean that's not the traditional like mm-hmm. two yeah. cisgender men mm-hmm. like fucking right mm-hmm. yeah. um mm, that's it i don't really have oh I, I oh i do like um like <laughs> porn shot outside okay. like in parks 
you know, like voyeuristic type shit uh-huh. where you, it's, you almost have the sense that somebody's about to walk up on you. Uh-huh. So I like the sort of feel of like that feeling that comes from the possibility of being caught. Okay. I don't know if that's weird, but. That's not weird. I like that too. I, like that I, I only watch, at this point, I only watch OnlyFans slash Twitter porn. So. <clears throat> I, I don't know or if I just like for, that Twitter porn. You know, it. I mean, it is good though. Depending, it is good. depending it, it on the star, it yeah, it can be good. It can be. She a cute girl sometimes. Not mm-hmm. all the time. I, porn hasn't really been speaking to my spirit as much as it used. Oh, to. I, oh, speaking of girl, I do like um, buy porn. So like porn where there's like, um, maybe one or two girls and like two guys mm-hmm. and everybody's. I don't everybody's even know if that's buy. It's just like no holes barred like just yeah fucking, yeah that's not even weird that's kind of what i look at i like a cuckold porn and then i've gotten down to like the bi porn and What's then i'm cuckold like porn? cuckold is actually really racist cuckold yeah oh yeah really you racist told me about but I try this is this like look- the harlem okay so guy? cuckold is like no it's not a person it's oh. like it's like a thing Dale, why are you looking like <laughs> looking like what the fuck is she about to tell us this so is? cuckold is like basically it's a married woman mm. and and she's in a relationship and she mm. usually is in a relationship with somebody who has like a little dick who can't please her and then she has it's sex like one inch. with she has sex with somebody who has a huge dick and usually it's a huge black man yes. I got it um and but i usually i don't watch it because i can't watch black men fucking white women okay that makes sense yeah, yeah it's yeah. really hard for me me too um yeah. but That's so i usually have to do it like but i'm i guess i am into like the whole like I don't know. Just everybody the, need to watch and be a yeah, part of my that's pleasure. That's like my biggest sexual <laughs> fantasy is to have somebody watch me have sex with my man. Really? Not join. Just watch. Just simply mm. watch. I don't. I, that's something like I've dreamed about. Same. Yeah. Mm. I. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <it's> Amber. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Um. Okay. Uh, describe your last sexual experience in three <laughs> words. We know it wasn't happening on the book tour, so pre <laughs> spontaneous. Okay. Um unforgettable. Okay. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of a less poetic word. Um Come on, poetic. Oh, it's not it's well, it's kinda like a a multi word to turn like porn like Porn show ready. Ooh, yeah. okay. That yeah. sounds amazing. It was. It was. It was are are you still talking? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't let that go. I was about to say, cause <laughs> shit, if you don't want them, I'll take them <laughs> and give them a shitload of babies, black ashy babies. Um, oh Lord, I feel like you're gonna quote this like every single episode. I love. That's my favorite quote. Taraji's my bitch. Anyways. Um, okay, so. One thing that uh, struck me in your book was that you talked about how in school we're taught white love Mm. and heterosexual desire. And for both of you guys, like, who taught you about sex Mm. and who taught you to love black men? Oh, my God, this question. Damn. So, I... I I don't even want to think about who taught me how to have about about black gay sex. Who taught me about black gay sex? So I, I I learned about sex by default. Well, is that by default? I I, I learned about sex way early. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that I was quite sexually active much before I even got to middle school. Um, so I knew about sex. I didn't know about intimacy, right? So I knew that my body, my, I just operated mechanically. Like I knew how to, like I could please girl sex partner. Um, and then that was it. Like I was never no, there was never a connection. I think I learned about intimacy and sexual intimacy. Um, hmm. And, well, I wrote about this in the book, but there was a, a the first guy that I messed around with. We were at my best friend's house. I was probably 17 and he was probably 17 and my best friend was sleeping and um, we were in the living room and he. I don't want to be explicit, but let's just say huh? it's, uh, the podcast is called "Eat Pray Thigh." Like, <laughs> how dare you? Like, I had to move porn. the mic up. Yes. <laughs> Wait, why are you using this today? Like, what happened? Can I tell, no, I know what? what happened. I read it. Um, so we were in his living room, and it was—he's beautiful. He was so beautiful, and I kept thinking, like, that's all I was in, like. He was so beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't like totally masculine. Was sort of like pretty boyish, hazel, just beautiful, beautiful man. And I wanted to sleep in the in the living room with him, um, but I didn't know. I was so scared. Like I felt my heart was beating. And we had this conversation where he eventually asked me. He's like, you know, would you um, you ever mess around with a guy? And I said no. And he was like, well, what? But you was lying because you had messed around with Taryn. <laughs> I messed around. I did mess around with guys, but like not like that. Yeah. Um. And he said, like, you know, what if somebody just paid you money? You know, and I, I was like, oh yeah, I would do it. <laughs> so that's what you have to do. <laughs> that's all you gotta do is offer me money. I'm good. Shit. Anyway, but so These bills need to be paid. He, Ooh. he like, he started kissing all over my body, and this is the first time where sex wasn't something that was forced, and 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 I and I wasn't forced to have sex by men. It was older wimp girls mm-hmm. in my life. And he, it was like the first time where I consented hmm. um, to like, to, I opted in to being, in, to, to doing this. Mm-hmm. And it was remarkable. Um, and I was so fucking scared. I nearly, like when I woke up in the morning, I was like, I'm, I'm finna die. Like, I knew I was going to have a heart attack. Um, but it was, that was a beautiful moment for me. Um, not, I mean, it was scary, but it was also beautiful because he opened me up to the possibility that sex can be. Um, something that is wanted, desired, and also like totally, totally good. And and I ain't shit because when you say when he opened me up, I just was like, <laughs> we didn't, we didn't, we didn't <laughs> have intercourse yet, man. We eventually did have intercourse. I ain't shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Darnell. It's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Darnell. I'm sorry, Darnell. I'm not shit. I. <laughs> Long I'm petty too. Mm-hmm. I'm petty too. You mm-hmm. brought somebody. Y'all can't judge me. Are you watch cuckoo porn and you just, and, <laughs> and you gonna remind a man that you bought him after you bought him food that that he that faggot bought it. <laughs> so don't no no judgment up in here. Okay, don't read us. <laughs> I'm gonna still remind him too. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> As you should. And to answer your question, mm-hmm. who? My my other gay friends who had already started, or my other friends who were participating in gay sex because they didn't even consider themselves gay at the time, um, just told me about, I guess, bottoming. But I also read the black, the the sex, the sex, mm. 
gay or the gay sex handbook oh cool did you look at, up that yourself or i think i yeah i started googling because i was like okay i'm going to be taking dick for the first time <laughs> so i felt like um and i didn't watch gay porn because i was really i just felt like i had watched one gay porn they was just really rough and i didn't i was like i don't mm-hmm. i don't want nobody doing that in my asshole mm-hmm. um although i kind of like it now but um <laughs> <laughs> that's not the point so i read the gay sex book because i had heard different things about dushing um and then the gay sex the gay sex handbook was like you shouldn't dush you should use um the things what's they're called that you sniff the boogers out the baby's nose with um lozenge no what do you call it is that, that an enema i don't know no but i know the thing is, yeah. i know what you're, i see so it they say I know. you should use okay. that instead to to dush essentially so yeah. i use that um, this is interesting like to like when you're sort of taught how to be a bottom versus how to be a top like this is a very interesting yeah. like those are like nobody ever told me about like dishing or, yeah like, no cause, they, cause y'all don't give a fuck tops don't care about us I'm sorry I, and I don't even define I don't even defi- use that term no more to define myself look amen um, I just don't <laughs> think the terms that they, they don't work really something I mean, for yes those who no. want to claim yes them, they and can. No. I'm a bottomist. <laughs> or I, I told somebody the other day, I'm an open-minded bottom, which means I will get on top. I will do whatever <laughs> makes my partner happy. Okay. Whoever he or she. Well, I was about to say he or she. <laughs> uh, Tiana. It's Tiana. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Thank you. Tiana. It's Tiana. Tiana. Anyway, so yeah, so that's how I learned how mm. to use the, the thing. And I still had an accident the first time. <laughs> but he didn't care, so... And he loved because he loved Most me. Most people don't. Yeah. Look, some some you know some some of the girls do care. I mean, yeah, it depends. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyways, we won't talk about that. <laughs> I feel like this is a place to do it, but maybe next time. <laughs> maybe, yeah, next time we'll say that for next episode. Um. So, one idea you had, one idea you had to let go of in order to create better dating habits. Mm. Um. That people that I'm in relationships with are not mine to control. Ooh. Come on. Come on. I learned that one too recently. It's a hard lesson. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm still learning that one. But. How did you learn it? Um, and I'm in, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm everyday practicing how to let go. Cause see, part of what happens with people who have experienced abandonment, and um, who feels like who feel as if anybody letting your life <laughs> control you, what you're trying to do is control against the possibility that they're going to leave you because the in your, the back of our mind is always saying that you're not worthy of somebody being there in the first fucking place. So control is just like the sort of symptom of something very deeper, right? Um, so one, I remind myself that I'm worthy of of a person being here. And two, I remind myself that love does not mean me chaining you to my heart or chaining you to me. Love means actually letting you fucking go and giving you the choice to be here. When somebody can make the choice every day to show up for you, that's love. It's not love when you force them to fucking be there by buying them shit, um, by controlling them or controlling what they do and where Letting they go. Letting them know your face. Um, so now it's like whenever I feel myself cringing and feeling overwhelmingly moved to controls, I stop myself and just say, "Let they're free. Like love is imagining us being free. Um, 
and giving them the opportunity to make a choice to show up for you. Amber, snap, please. Oh my God, oh, I snap. just snap, I, I I couldn't even snap. I'm I'm frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm frozen. Cause who? And that's wow. I want to be clear. Like that's work that I I'm doing every day. Like to make sure that I can be there. And I have not always been. Darnell, can you be like our mentor? Like we like, <laughs> like you know, like if we have trouble, <laughs> I, I, I'm so fucking you. you. <laughs> I got you and Dania for that. Um, I no need, shit. I need someone. <laughs> right, right. Fair. You need someone. I'm sorry. Let me not take that away from you. Uh, Oh, yeah, that you you low key read me, but thank you. Um, I'm learning that too. I appreciate you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For our young gay listeners, like not like myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wrote that. All right, Amber, not like myself. I am 32, soon to be 33. Shout out Scorpio season. Um, I do like Scorpios. What's a sex act that you should? What such sex acts would you tell our young listeners? That she try at least once and why? <laughs> Responsibly. That's such a great question. One, because mm-hmm. we have to imagine younger people as having agency. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and to, to also have these conversations because they're experiencing and having sex and nobody's talking to them. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I would say is um, to imagine sex not as an act this is not an act specifically i think young people Mm -hmm. should experience but an approach to having sex and that is to not just think about sex particularly for men um where so much of the act is about uh, getting off Mm. you know busting a nut the sort of quick come on visceral um sort of somatic feeling you get from that and then you know all all is done but like to think about what it means when somebody gives you an invitation to be one with their body, like what that means, right? Like, and then it means that if somebody like, inv- like when somebody invites you into their home, like you want to take care of it. Um, you want to make sure that you're not just kicking your fucking shoes all over the place, that you're not standing on nobody's sofa, that you're not leaving a mess. So like, what if you imagine somebody's body that way, like to take care oh, like of their I experienced body. this and I'm, maybe I was one of the <laughs> listeners I was talking about. Keep going. I'm no, sorry. I mean, but think, and I mean, like, that's important, <laughs> right? So like, I'm telling you, he's my mentor. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Darnell. What it mean? So like, to engage with someone who offers, whether that invitation is just for the night, and that's important. It's a fucking invitation. That means you have to be given an invitation, consent to enter. Like, once you, and, and, and or whether it's every day, like, take care of the spaces where we're invited. And that means somebody's spirit, too. Like, our spirits mm. are also attached to, our, to the sexual act. And, um... I don't know. I think that that would change so much about the our sex practices, um, our engagements with one another, so that sex won't just be an empty experience that folk can have and have and have and never feel fulfilled. Um, when you actually slow the fuck down and not have microwave McDonald's sex, but like have caviar type sex, like sit down and ask me what the fuck I like. Ugh. Ask me where I like to be touched. Ooh. Ask me the shit that makes me like, makes my heart flutter, that makes yes. you fucking feel something. Um, 
you know, before sit with each other naked for a second, light a fucking candle and just sit there and look at each other's bodies and be okay with the body that's sitting in front and be okay with your body. Oh, you know, like those are important things. I'm a they sound effects. Darn now. Darn now. You are just saying so much, so much, but that is really important. And I really hope that people are communicating with their partners and like I feel like a lot of times we're afraid to communicate and Mm -hmm. we're afraid to tell people what we want and like there's this idea like oh we shouldn't be talking during sex and it's like no you gotta let people know what you like the best sexual experience I think I ever had like we (laughs) we were like and when I say engage, it wasn't always like just sex having sex, but like it was all night. And like at some points, we'll fall asleep and the candles are lit and we'll get back up. The music's in the background and talk. Mm-hmm. Have I like music again. in the background. I mean, and this shit was so beautiful. Like it was one of the most intimate, beautiful moments ever because like it was all of that. It mm-hmm. was, you know, like we stopped and like talked, mm-hmm. fall asleep, have sex again, wake up, like you awake, you want to smoke this blunt? <laughs> Drink this wine, you know what I mean. Fuck around again, you know what I'm saying. And it was such, I'm, I'm, it was, it was intimate because it involved like someone who actually gave a fuck about our bodies, mm-hmm. our experience, and that shaped and made it different. <sighs> men, you? please, any, well, not just men. I was just thinking about myself because that's what I like. But everyone, listen to this so that you can be better in bed. Come on. Okay, so last that question. Um, <laughs> this is probably the thaddiest. Um If you could only do one for the rest of your life, which one would you choose? Oh, God. Are you sucking dick or eating ass? <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> Dear mom, I know my mom, <laughs> my mom listens and reads okay, everything I do. Oh. Hey, mom. Hi, Shout mom. out, moms. Shout out to you. You're amazing. I know. She probably, she's like, my son is a hoe. I know. That's all <laughs> no, you, this is, you, look, um, this ain't, you describe love. If there's one thing. So, that's really hard. You gotta choose. I have to choose? Of, yeah, for the one for the rest of your life. Okay, so th- I do have a thing about um, having like, I don't want to be, t- I was about to be very explicit. But, this is the ass, eat, pray, that's the, I would definitely eat ass. <laughs> okay. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Eat ass that has been showered first. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, some people. Have, or, or like, actually, I don't. Mm, that depends. That depends. It depends on like you know where we are tonight. Oh. I was about to say because sometimes it's not always showered. <laughs> oh. I don't get my ass ate a couple of times. Um, <laughs> oh. I don't get my ass ate a couple of times. It wasn't showered, but it was still fresh <laughs> or fresh adjacent. <laughs> or fresh adjacent. Uh, <laughs> Y'all nasty. I, 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 I'm sucking dick for the rest of my life. <laughs> what about what I said? I'm gonna choose eating ass because I'm not going to do it, and then I won't have to suck dick. Amber, shut the fuck up! You don't no, get just, to snap yourself. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'll, I'll suck dick. Mm. Okay, one more question. What's a sexual kink people would be surprised you have? Mm. Good question. I don't know if I have any sexual kink. So you don't like to be spanked or, any, or like no. spanking anyone? 
Mm, no. Golden showers, anything like that. No go. Oh no, no golden showers. Uh, <laughs> Amber, is having sex outside like? A, 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 yeah. A, I mean, I, I have a deck, so. And oh. it just gets real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's small, but I, it just it gets real popping sometimes. Okay, mommy, never mm. go outside on your deck. Be <laughs> um, <laughs> stepping in all types of shit. I don't no, want. be that popping. I mean, <laughs> maybe. Okay. Based on the last three words, the 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 three words like based on your last sexual experience, they do be that popping. All right, so we're gonna do bird confessions. These are rapid fire questions. Okay. Okay. Ready. Think of yourself as a bird. Okay. Okay. The Daniel, when Daniel was here, he had a hard time. I had to keep reminding him that he was he was a bird. Okay. He, so y'all both kind of caviar eating motherfuckers. <laughs> so I gotta remind you, bird. Bird. Okay, I got it. Got you. Okay, what kind of bird are you? Pigeon, dove, flamingo, or peacock? Mm, dove. Okay. Favorite ratchet song? Um, Big Bang. Okay. Um, which one could get the ass first, street pharmacist or gangbanger? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Street pharmacist. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dream ghetto love. Lauren London and Nipsey Hussle. Amber and Wiz. Cardi and Offset. Cardi and Offset. Yes. <laughs> Nuck if you buck or back that ass up. Oh, Nuck if you buck. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nihilators or, or Jolly Ranchers? Now leaders. Now leaders, not no. now and leaders. Okay. Either. All right. Who would you rather get impregnated by, Drake or Diddy? God damn. I got to pick one? Yes. Oh, my God. Um, Diddy. Okay. Um, loving hip hop, basketball wives, or Real Housewives of Atlanta? Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay. Bundles or wig? <laughs> wig you- unit. <laughs> yes. Yes. Come on. A classy bra. <laughs> A fucking caviar and devil egg eating <laughs> ass bra. That's yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Cardi B or Nicki Minaj? Oh, Cardi B. Okay. Tyra or Naomi? Mm, Naomi. No one ever picks Tyra. Why would you? Because Tyra still got a motherfucker. Because Tyra, when we when when one is dead, Tyra's empire is gonna be. Um, she's dying rich, and her children will live. Okay. Off her. Ty- no shade to Naomi. Naomi ain't got as much coin. Just. She doesn't. No, she doesn't, sis. Oh yeah, because Tyra did. Okay, keep going. Thank you. This is rapid um, fire. <laughs> ass implants or lipo? Lipo. Okay, where you getting your lipo? Dr. Columbia. Columbia, um, baby fat apple bombs or J Lo? Oh. <laughs> oh shit! Or House of Darion? Uh, House of Darion. Oh, okay, fine. come on, B. Okay, hi, I see you. Uber or Lyft after a hang a hookup? I'm sorry. Oh, Lyft. Okay. Yes. Yes. IG model or video vixen? Mm, video vixen. Okay. See, that's like the once again a classy broad. But if you were IG model, which one are you advertising on your IG? Flat tummy tee, waist trainer, or fashion nova? Fashion nova. I'm down with that. See, I'm a flat T I'm a flat T flat tummy tee kind of girl. That shit don't work. I don't care. I just once I once I get this light boy will. <laughs> Shit. I don't need the girls. I don't care. Um Shade Room or Baller Alert. Mm. Shade Room. Okay. Plan B or prayer? Oh shit. 
prayer. Oh, I'm, okay. joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Plan B. What? Okay. Plan B. Okay. So we're gonna do our zaddy of the week, who, which is one man you're crushing on, mm. um, at the current moment, who you believe deserves your bussy flowers or your dick <laughs> flowers or, in your case, your ass eating flowers. Uh, <laughs> he can be your barista. He can be anybody, an mm. actor, anyone. Um. Would you like to go first or would you like to go second? You, I'll go, you go first. Damn. I was hoping he was going to go first. So I had think. Time. I'm right. Um, damn. Um, zaddy of the week. Come on, Amber. Yes, Amber, come on. You better pick a zaddy of the week. <laughs> um, okay. Granted, I don't know all the backstory, but I'm going to choose Vic Mensa. Oh, that's all me. Because he's fine. He's from Chicago. He's a rapper. No, I'm just kidding. Not because he's a rapper. Um, <laughs> no, but he's fine. And then he also like really speaks up for black he's, women he's so and also like queer people. And I just think he's dope. And yeah. I love him. And he's also from Chicago. I fucks with that. I love okay. Fucks Vic with is, him. Vic is dope. Okay. So he's daddy of the week. Come on, Vic. Shout out to you. You were rolling your eyes, but. <laughs> I think Vic is attractive. It's just something about him I don't fully trust, but I don't trust men, which is why. <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't trust men, but I'm going to go ahead <laughs> and call him Zaddy of the Week. It's just the week. You right. He ain't saying he's Zaddy of the Year. Right. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Just seven days <laughs> of Zaddy. <laughs> seven days. Y'all figure out who your Zaddies are? Yes, I did. I got to see the name. Yeah, you don't gotta say the name. Or you can say, or, yeah, if it's like just, a yeah, barista. Or yeah, or, or some you can. I can give enough clues, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, got one. Okay, you go though. <laughs> <laughs> go with yours now. <laughs> this is my podcast. I oh my god, I, I'm used to hosting. <laughs> That's gonna be my line. That is. Can one of y'all go? Anyways, Von Miller is mine. Okay. Um, because one of us, somebody in this room is getting to do an Old Spice commercial, and I just want to know if Von going to be there. Because mm. um, <laughs> that's, my, <laughs> that's my man. Mine mm. I would is. raise some chickens, because he got a chicken farm. Who is that? Bitch. Google. Oh. Bitch. Mm. Google. I would let him nut all over me. Oh, my God. Yes. Sorry, Mom. You talk about me like an ugly man. Vine is cute in an ugly kind of way. It don't matter because he got muscles and tattoos. Oh, so. shit. Okay. Anyways. Mine is um, this brother that just finished medical school. Mm. Mm. Come on, medical school. In the South. Mm. <laughs> and you slide in the DM? <laughs> or do y'all got each other's numbers? We have each other's numbers. Yeah. Okay. And he's been giving me um, really beautiful good morning text messages. That's been super nice. Have they been new? Zaddy of the week to him. Have they included nudes? No. Okay. Yes. No. Um, a gentleman, a scholar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> a gentleman, a scholar. I think Never- that's Morehouse's tagline. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yes. Darnell, I love you because I was like, <laughs> based on the niggas I know from there, neither apply. Ooh. No shade. Um, shout out to the one. Shout out to Christopher Thomas, one of the one people from Morehouse that I do enjoy as a person. The rest of them, mm. 
I said what I said. <laughs> I, I I was trying to think of good Morehouse men. My dad is kind of a good. Is kind I of. I know okay. some good Morehouse men. Kind I do. of. I do. I, really I know a few good ones. I, I hope he's not listening to this. Oh um. Anyways, um, bad bitch Hall of Fame, which is one woman who we feel like deserves her flowers. Um. Oh my it god. Can, it can be your mother. It can be anyone famous. Whoever Ooh. you want it to be. Um. My sister Tamisha. Oh. Um. I made you got three sisters. You only picked one, though. No. Well, this is for the week. Patty. <laughs> this is for the week. No, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm specifically honoring her mm-hmm. because she is, oh, she gives so much to so many people. Like, this is a young woman who at 19, after the dancing school where she had um, previously taught shut down, at 19, she opened up one of her own because she wanted the 300 girls uh-huh. to have a place to dance. And she was charging nothing like 5 to $7. Anyway, she's had a tough time this past month. Um, and I'm just so grateful for her, uh, for all that she gives. She rarely receives. Um, and I'm just hoping that the universe repays a favor. Um, so I'm bigging her up for the love that she extends to so many people black girl magic she is yes Aww. shout out to you sister yay <laughs> mine I mean you know what it's going to be my youngest niece um, mm. just because I'm really proud I know she's kind of going through a difficult time I don't even know if she reads the podcast listens to the podcast but she be liking my posts which is kind of scary to me but anyways <laughs> <laughs> she knows her uncles with that because um, we come from a long line of thoughts but anyways um <laughs> She has been like starting her like at night eighteen. She's starting like the the early healing process and mm-hmm. learning a lot about herself. And I'm proud of her for that. So, Shout because out to I wish I wish I would have started my healing process at eighteen. Listen. Instead, I was just yeah. I was just jacking off at eighteen. That's it. <laughs> and twenty seven and thirty. I mean, and forty two. I jacked off this this afternoon, but that's not this one. <laughs> <laughs> Perks of working at from home. <laughs> oh my god! What? I need a midday masturbation. Anyways, you sitting here emailing clients with a dick in your hand. Oh my god! Never. <laughs> I go in the bathroom. <laughs> Tierra's gonna listen to this and be like, "Motherfucker, you better clean our bathroom well." Anyways, as always, we end the episode on good, good bussy vibes, which is one quote or something that's inspired me. Um, I have a funny one. <laughs> I'm gonna start with that one because shout out to King Amaya, um, King Amaya Scott, I believe on Instagram. Hey. Her says the um, she put on her Instagram today. The air outside is different today. It's smelling like it's time for dot 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 a new man. <laughs> shout out to you. Shout out to you. <laughs> new season, new dick. Uh, <laughs> and then (laughs) the other one reads growth means choosing happiness over history and never looking back once again i'm gonna read this one more time growth means choosing happiness over history and never looking back shout out to my friend jackson for posting that on his instagram this morning because woo child i've been doing a good job of not looking back or trying not to look back even though you know depending on the situation i might look back at it (laughs) but <laughs> Y'all, I'm not doing anything nasty currently. I did not have sex with a good date. We didn't even kiss. He just grazed my beauty marks and 
hugged me tightly. I felt like Julia Roberts. Aww. That's better. In the pretty, I did right. I felt like Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. I was like, oh my god, you just grazed my beauty marks and gave me a tight <laughs> hug. Did he even try to kiss me or nothing? A man, a gentleman, a scholar. Anyways, Darnell, before we leave, is there anything you would like to promote? Any people? Mm-hmm. Where should people follow you? Um, any mm-hmm. do if you want people to know where your deck is. <laughs> <laughs> nah, thank, thank y'all for having me on. It was super dope. No, thank you for coming. It was super yeah, dope. I mean, I'm whatever. I'm on Instagram and I yeah, Twitter. It's more Darnell. Okay. Mm-hmm. He also has a book. It's really oh, yeah. good. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's <laughs> a book. Come on. Y'all should buy it. No ashes in the fire. You can get it everywhere. Actually, like where books are sold. It's a really good book. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, and especially I like the way you like and in, you intertwine like the historical portion because you know I'm a basic bitch <laughs> and I get real bored with history. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Um, I'm living in my truth. Um, <laughs> please like subscribe. Um, to the podcast we are on spotify apple google music play soundcloud of course we were supposed to start the episode (laughs) with telling people where to follow us well we forgot but we'll do that next episode but nonetheless follow me on instagram and twitter epraythot on instagram it is a zero instead of o because instagram doesn't want you to have the regular version of a thought um but i fight the man fight the power Mm -hmm. as always thoughts keep your bussies tight um thank you darnell for coming you were amazing you spoke to my spirit Mm -hmm. he's our mentor yes you Mm -hmm. spoke to my spirit and a little bit of my pussy um (laughs) but doesn't i mean generally guests speak to my pussy because i'm nasty um (laughs) he wasn't directly speaking to your pussy yeah he wasn't no like physically but no my pussy is metaphorical Mm. yes label say anyways as always guys thank you for coming and darnell thank you for coming and amber thank you for being amazing my amazing co-host y'all amber be trying to talk yes you are amber Amber, don't start because you just got up to to this co-host i I, I moved up to (laughs) co-host and you already trying to start some shit (laughs) okay first of all i need okay i feel like i feel like y'all okay for people who have listened to the end Please comment if I need to be introduced. Mm. Oh, I need an introduction. Okay, do they like? Do they know me? They know you because the girls be talking about Amber, the but one... they don't know like who I am if I'm a co-host or whatever. Okay, okay, so we'll... just a random voice. Okay, okay, we'll introduce you next time. Hey, hey, hello. Hey. <laughs> All right, to Amber. feminism. Look, hey. Abe. <laughs> Tangents. Bye. Thank y'all for coming. Bye.